thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Welcome back to another episode of Mums the Word and uh, very excited to have Linda Morrison on this week. I'm not going to share too much about the episode, but what you will uh, what you will see is that this is a real and raw episode of someone sharing from the heart and for the rest you'll just have to see. We've, uh, we've talked about uh, getting from stuck to unstuck on this episode and Linda is the author of the number one international bestseller, Live, Love, Exercise, The Ultimate Weight Loss Guide for Women Over 40 and she feels everyone deserves to feel strong, healthy, and full of vitality. She's a busy coach and mum of two teenagers, as I mentioned, and has been a transformational coach since her university days. She loves helping people achieve great self-esteem coupled with a strong results-based transformation in their body of health. She has the knack of helping people, whether they are women, men, or busy families, uh, find focus, feel great about themselves, and move forward in their lives. It's a truly... Breath of Fresh Air type episode. Can't wait for you to hear it. Can't wait for the feedback and enjoy. Morning, Linda. So happy to have you on the show. Can you please tell the listeners all about yourself? Oh, hi, Kaz. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Any space where I can actually help mums uh, move forward, I get excited to be to be in. I've been a trainer all all of my career, so even since I was sort of 17, 18, putting myself through university, helping people forward with their health and fitness, so in the fitness industry predominantly, whilst, uh, you know, learning my human movement degree um, at that time. I was a sort of traditional personal trainer, I suppose, in a time where there was no personal trainers. So all my clients happened to be famous and CEOs of companies and sort of very sort of high-end clients whilst I was 18, 19, 20. Um, And then right through my career, I've taught health professionals how to run great businesses. I've lectured in health and fitness. I've ran a wellness office with my husband of 13 years um, in Melbourne area. Um, whilst sort of having my two children uh, in my late 20s who are, whom are now teenagers. And now in, in, the, in the most recent of years, the last four or five years, I've actually looked after women um, through their health, fitness, well-being, pre- and postnatal, um, very specific transformations to get them from stuck to unstuck uh, and to get them from, I suppose, tired to fabulous whatever they define that to be. So whilst, uh, you know, po- some of them are very newly postnatal, others have got older children and and uh, some no children at all, but they, um, you know, all have a very, very knowledgeable about health and fitness but, but often don't know how to get uh, a result in their health and fitness. So, And mostly online around the world now too, which is incredibly exciting because it's just opened up um, a, whole, a whole new way of bringing good information uh, into people's, you know, so iPhone or computers, so to speak. Kind of like a podcast. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly like a podcast. If you want to reach the masses, I think it's online, isn't it, really? It is the best way to go. Now, the way I use podcasts to be very pragmatic for our busy women is that, uh, and mothers, is that uh, whilst I'm doing housework, I'm working out, 
I'm even relaxing at the end of the day and I want to bring good information into that brain, a good download. Podcasts are the way to go for sure. Yeah, you get to listen to what you want to listen to and when you want to listen to it. And um, if you need to push pause, you know, you don't miss the show. So, yeah, love it. So let's get into what you're doing now because, I mean, obviously um, you've, you've got a great uh, experience in the work that you're doing. So let's, let's uh, hear more about what's going on. Obviously you're an author um, yeah, let us know how we can get from stuck to unstuck. Great. Yes. Well, um, of course, when when working with people and what I find with, with many coaches is that there is a often a, a personal connection or story of of why I bring great information to to women. And part of it is that I, I I think that women are quite knowledgeable. The women I work with are incredibly knowledgeable about health and fitness. Um and what they would like to achieve in, in their body of health often, but they feel stuck by perhaps they're told they can't have vitality after children or uh, that they're all too old to look a certain way and all the rest of it. So I do, do dispel a lot of that stuff showing my own journey as well. So if I go right back, I grew up with a beautiful mother who uh, ha- was unfortunate to have rheumatoid arthritis. So from the time I was a small child, I remember her being in terrible pain. As a young woman, I thought she was old, of course, at the time, but she wasn't. She was a young woman and um, watched her s- uh, suffer with uh, autoimmune disease. That was that was quite severe, uh, though she she looked you know, amazing within her, herself. So if you looked at her, she looked great, but she was actually quite unwell. So if I look right back, I think that possibly that seed of why I want to help mothers was probably put in place then. Um, her, her pain was mismanaged and I watched her have four hip replacements as well as other multiple operations while I was a child. Um, and then we were always encouraged to be very fit and healthy as children, uh, and I started my journey of helping with fitness and health and coaching um, when we were, uh, I started teaching swimming, aerobics, and then, of course, personal training as a teenager. Um, Then when I was a young mother, two babies under two and breastfeeding for four years, I burnt myself out with being too, maybe too fit, (laughs) if there is such a thing, like an athlete, with young children, my kids didn't love sleep all that much. Um, and I got to the stage which I was probably had uh, adrenal fatigue, severe adrenal fatigue. So I wasn't sleeping or resting enough whilst I was incredibly fit and healthy, could run a marathon and looked terrific, ab- abs and all the rest of it. Um, and this showed up for me in one evening. I got severe swelling and severe edema around the mouth, uh, neck, um, tongue, and got rushed to hospital. Uh, so I was about 35 years of age, hadn't really had much history of uh, allergies, though, you know, maybe some eczema and those sorts of things over the years if I got a bit tired and strung out. Uh, then uh, ended up in hospital about 12 times over a period of of 10 months with this severe swelling. So anaphylaxis, if you like, um, and I had to rebuild my health from a, from a cellular level. So it was quite scary from a person that looked pretty health and, healthy and fit and got the job done and, you know, was able to be 
you know, really fit and, you know, teach my clients how to be fit and healthy, I was actually quite tired and unwell. And uh, so that set about, of course, the series of having to, well, 18 months of trying to find out what I was allergic to. And uh, these allergies are quite common, nuts and wheat and uh, all those types of things, probably uh, 220s, which are your preservatives and, you know, so so wines off the list, uh, all that sort of stuff. And uh, then I had to rebuild. Uh, and that was a really great lesson for me when working with mothers because they uh, can go and go and go almost to breakdown. So that brought about me trying to understand how to uh, get people really foundationally foundationally strong and healthy to then uh, step to the next stage of getting them fit, healthy and fabulous, so, so maybe achieving their body goals and things like that. So I had to really learn and teach, therefore, and now this is what I do with busy people because I think our modern living burns people out before it's able to, before you are able to perhaps achieve the heights you're wanting to achieve in fabulous vitality and also your body goals. So we need to get you... Um, you know, not tired, <laughs> uh, eating really well, so you, uh, and then and then able to increase your, your conditioning and your your wonderful uh, fitness goals based on a great foundation. Taking into consideration that often we are tired if we've got small children, babies uh, recovering from birth, uh, and trying to all the time trying to do all the full time jobs that women do nowadays, such as work full-time. Uh, we all know the household can be a full-time job if we let it. Plus, you know, relationships, you know, looking after your children, wanting to be there for them, often being the significant carer for them as well. Um, so I'm very affectionate when I step people through uh, their transformations, challenges and how to get well. One, from being there myself, two, from knowing all the things they often need to bring together and achieve. Um, and then we're not even talking about the standards that I find that they have, standards around parenting that are high, standards around how they want to look and, and be that are high, and then, of course, professional standards as well around their jobs. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure the listeners that I've hear everything you're saying. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm really in it. Like I think everyone is absolutely <laughs> resonating and, and waiting on bated breath. I mean, you know, obviously yeah. I'm, I'm in that category of late 30s to young children, professional high flyer. And, of course, like I think every mother out there trying to do their best job, we are very critical of ourselves um, in trying to be the perfect parent. Um, these days we've got access to so many blogs exactly. telling us what we should be saying, shouldn't be saying, um, courses we should be doing, shouldn't be doing, um, etc. Food we should be feeding them, shouldn't be feeding them, apps they should have, shouldn't have. I mean, it, it goes on. So I'm absolutely um, sitting on the edge of my chair here. So tell us more. Awesome, yes. I, I think that um, being, and I do have to take take people through, a journey, women through a journey, is that you're, okay, hang on a second, you're too conscientious. So I find that once they step into my challenges and even if, after they read some of my books and, and, and whilst I love, you know, it's lovely to be called an author, I don't consider myself a writer, I'm definitely a communicator, but so are all mothers, I find. So, so my, my journey of getting the people from stuck to fabulous or stuck to unstuck 
um, is is this uh, connection, communication, and simplifying everything so the tasks can actually be done in and around their health and well-being. So um, it's another day at the office for me when I actually get someone from the inflamed state of modern living to a great body that they choose for themselves, whatever they choose for themselves, um, and they can they consider it as almost insurmountable when they feel so overwhelmed and stuck based on all the stuff you've just just mentioned that you need to do in a day as as well as as well as myself so i got to adrenal fatigue because of being too conscientious and you know a, a couple of layers of stress which happens to us you know of course with all the th- things we've got going on there's going to be a level of stress so um the way in which i actually get this the, these transformations uh, and some people want to lose 10 kilos other people want to just get their vitality and energy back which which um you know means changing body composition you know as well often is i look at four areas and these four areas i i call life this is my system i call it life it happens to resonate with chiropractic philosophy i think universal philosophy which 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 is is the same again. Uh, love is L, L for love. It's connection, meditation, and spirit. Quite often in our busy lifestyles, people just don't have time for that part. Um, connection can be connection to their children, their relationships, their uh, self. That's the big one. That's the first one that I teach. Then you've got intelligent uh, self-care so the eye of life is intelligent self-care I know most of uh, my women that come to me brush their teeth and go to bed at a usually a reasonable time because uh, they know that sleep's important but I go the extra level and the uh, self-care is it's about um, beauty baths um, you know going to bed getting actual sleep acknowledging sleep is a thing that they need if uh, they get broken sleep because they've got small babies or brand new babies for that matter uh, then we we gather naps when when we should and and had I done that a bit a bit better I might not have ended up with um, you know adrenal fatigue so sleep is, is a massive thing because your quality of your thoughts uh, and the quality of your decisions you're able to make are not great when sleep's not there and of course then you know, or your organs are struggling, your hormones are struggling. I'm sure you've had people, you know, experts in here really cover why sleep's important. But I, it's a not negotiable in part of my programs between seven to nine hours a night, if you can. Uh, you know, obviously, if you mentioned small children or babies, it ain't going to happen at that time. But it is something to, to, uh, to consider as very, very important. Um, so getting naps in perhaps when your new baby is having a nap, things like that. Then you've got the life, the, the F in life is fitness and that needs to be appropriate. So I watched watch women trying to lose weight, perhaps go to a trainer that's not experienced around um, mothers or people with lots, lots on in their life get absolutely um, rent with ex- exercise, you know, burpees, and we're training for a marathon apparently, and we're just doing way too much exercise on a body that is tired and in overwhelm often. And then often the exercise doesn't even match what the goal is in mind for the woman 
anyway. So uh, many of my women are incredibly surprised at, that I actually scale back their exercise, make some, uh, get, some condi- get the conditions right and the conditioning right and then build on that from there. So uh, that needs to be intelligent and, you know, good trainers can actually help with that. Then you've got E for eat. So the E of life is eat. And I and this is a, a really big one for women and women trying to uh, pursue transformations and get the great body that perhaps they're, they're looking for. And I mean, what I mean by great is great in terms of it functioning healthily plus looking great because people do want to look great. When they look good, they often feel good and then you, your cycle is positive. Um, many women I work with don't eat enough. They don't eat breakfast, they have coffee, they don't eat enough protein. So we get them actually eating, which is good <laughs> and important and gets me a, gets me um, a, a better result in their, in, in their bodies of transformation. And also, lo and behold, they start thinking clearer. And then, um, you know, when I start getting them eating good quality oils and those sorts of things, hopefully that whole... Um, which I haven't touched on yet, you know, melancholy, depression, situational depression, if they you just had a new baby, all those sorts of things um, is helped out um, for them as well. And, of course, none of these things done for one day is, is going to transform you. They are good, healthy, sound principles that help uh, on a day-to-day basis. So... You know, and then over time you get the wins, of course. Um, and, you know, when I, when I work with mothers, the connection between those four areas, love, intelligence, self-care, fitness and eating, um, it's actually what your baby needs as well or what your children need. So when I'm able to see how <laughs> I pragmatically teach that in each day I want you to concentrate on each of those four areas and dial in one to two things in each of those two areas that perhaps you are not doing. And even in the eat section, it might even just be hydration for, for women. Um, they're so busy that they forget to even drink water and it becomes um, something they're reacting to with a headache as opposed to something they've started their day with, great hydration. So when I break it down that simply, um, that's what your healthy baby needs and your healthy children need as well. So um, when I actually say that, how come you're facilitating awesome health for your child but you, you're forgetting about yourself, um, then they go, ah, yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it. And it's all very uh, uh, logical, yeah, and, and logic, logic and simplicity win and um, especially when uh, life gets so busy, and um, and I'm remi- I'm here as a coach to rem- remind women to look after themselves because they look after everybody, and um, yeah, it's deeply satisfying for me. Um, yeah, it, I think it's. Does that make- I think, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a downward spiral or an upward spiral. You know, so not looking after yourself, the whole the whole package starts to fall, or the upward spiral that you start looking after yourself, and then the whole the whole family unit also starts to. Um, benefit as well uh, absolutely and that's that that has is one of my um one of my famous statements is that the health tone of the family sits with the mother and um and I also say to to my women is that be your own muse because you're so delightfully 
uh, putting others on pedestals because there is this natural care and connection that women have and, and mothers have is that they do forget about themselves in the whole story um, or, and, and forget that, that so valuably that they, they're actually orchestrating this whole thing. <laughs> and and I, I, I keep reminding me, reminding them of that. And when I look at my own, own kids and how delightful they are is that we hold vision for them to be healthy, well, fabulous, you know, at all times. So, but we forget to do it for ourselves, but yet we're holding together the whole, the whole story. Um, you know, how the family. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now with teenagers, uh, I'm finding that statement, Cassie, is very true. They've, they've, They've not, yeah, they've not, they've not listened to you for years, but they are absolutely watching what you do <laughs> at all times. Yeah, yeah sure, that's a sure. whole other podcast episode of <laughs> tips, tips from a mother with, with teens, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Where's this all heading? Where's all this heading? <laughs> totally, totally. Well, you already answered my next question about an affirmational quote with your, the health tone of the family sits with the mother. So thank you for that. Um, very applicable um, for all of us. What I what I'd love to hear is um, is just you know in terms of building our community of mums the word you know one of the things that has helped is is people sharing their struggles and things that were maybe not so easy and and not so picture perfect so um, just so that we're really creating a village and we're all in this together and not reinventing the wheel could you uh, could you share with us a time that maybe you struggled um, besides the adrenal fatigue um, whether it was professionally or or even personally maybe um, with your mother um, that story and what did you learn and what was the result. Um, I suppose what, what is most transformational when, when you, you step in to, to, well, for me, I suppose what it was is that, is those initial stages after having my baby. Um, so, so I, um, very quickly had, uh, so I had two babies. So I was pregnant and breastfeeding for four years straight and these babies were not planned, but they were incredibly delightfully welcomed. And and uh, so Mackenzie's birth uh, was difficult. Uh, I had a real vision around what I wanted that to be, and I I did it did, did not come in under expectations under any means, except that she was beautiful and bonny and came to us safe. So. Um, it was a very, it was a, over a day. It was a very, very long, arduous labor, very, very difficult, and the recovery was d- difficult. Mm-hmm. So, whilst I was really, really fit and I thought prepared and very supported around the natural birth that I wanted from my partner and, and um, others around me, um, it wasn't as planned. And she came um, still very healthy at, you know, seven pound eight and beautifully breastfed straight after a very, very difficult birth. She got all she needed and she was fabulous. I felt a disappointment to her. I felt a disappointment to everyone around me uh, in, in her delivery. I get quite emotional actually about it even now, nearly 16 years on. So um, I think that um, out of that, I was at my rock bottom and incredibly tired. And of course, you know, I, I got I got delivered babies that didn't want to sleep, but also I, 
I just fed them all the time <laughs> as well. So I don't know what was <laughs> the chicken or the egg. Anyway. Yeah, what were no you one feeding them? Milk. Empty milk with no nutrition <laughs> in it. It makes them hungry and tired, right? I was all my breast milk and, you know, it was un- abundant and all that, <laughs> all the rest of it. But, um, you know, maybe a touch too many uh, feeds in there. In there. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so that all said, I, do, I, I had this, you know, same connection with, with her, her brother after a birth that was very, very, very different. So... Out of the uh, the uh, that uh, being quite afraid to go through that again, and not even having, I suppose, getting pregnant. Uh, she was a year old. Uh, I'm fully breastfeeding. I've, of course, mentioned probably a, a lot. Um, I got pregnant with with her brother. I didn't didn't know he was going to be a boy, and decided on a home birth because and and my literally my words were, um, it. it couldn't possibly, couldn't possibly go that bad. So I'm just going to try the home birth. So try a completely different, um, <laughs> you know, tacked on the whole, whole on, the, on the whole thing. And again, very supported by my partner to have a home birth. And his birth turned out to be um, still around 11 hours. But the most amazing of births and recoveries, as if um, just just amazing. And and now I, um support any woman goddess birthing and choosing where she would like to be where she feels safe um to really explore the idea of having a home birth uh, as i felt so empowered after that experience and was literally back working out within a couple of days after his birth uh, as if you know and people actually saying did you not have a baby that sort of shock horror um, oh, by the way, my, my pregnancies were incredibly robust. I taught aerobics till nine months pregnant and very, very healthy. So very lucky to have been um, supported, did a lot of, you know, body work, obviously was adjusted by a chiropractor and looked after in that way and very confidently stepped through pregnancy, though I felt, you know, like, come on, how long is this going to take? <laughs> you, know, um, you know, I can't run as much as I want to run, all those sorts of things. So, um, so. I think that however you choose your birth and and however you you want to do this is that you know be be sit, sit relatively confident with your choice because I don't think you're ever going to know what's the right space for you to birth and and be um, the outcome of all, of all of that I had two two in nappies I didn't sleep for it ages I had to teach myself to re-sleep once the children did start to sleep so it is a very very difficult time and whilst everyone was healthy and happy eventually in the outcomes it is very it's still very um it's still a time that is it's very challenging isn't it it's easy to lose you yeah yeah it is a very challenging time when you're doing what I consider still to be the most important thing ever. So, you know, don't be so hard on yourselves is I suppose what I want to tell new mothers because you will get advice because everyone wants to feel as if how they did it is the best way to do it. Of course they want to because there is no more important thing. So um, I did have two very different births. I, I I did have two very different outcomes of how to, how I felt afterwards, but I think the thing is that we're all tired, 
Um, I did want to do it all on my own. I didn't want to ask for help. I didn't want to, you know, I had one girlfriend who brought in a, like a nanny to look after her child whilst she slept the whole night and those sorts of things. And I actually didn't even consider that to be a thing. What do you mean you don't get up to your own child? So um, it's also okay to do it that way. You know what I mean? So um, I didn't consider it to be a thing because I wanted to be the one to get up to them at all times. It was my number one job. But if if someone chooses to do it a different way, it doesn't mean it is any less caring. In fact, you know, I could have done with some more sleep at the time. So now in hindsight, so so there's a, uh, yeah, so I, I suppose, um, and, uh, you know, this is another quote is that, that we rise by, help, by helping or empowering others, is that um, help each other out as mothers and support the whole story because I did it one way, you guys might choose another way, but, um, you know, there is no right way, I suppose, um, because there's a lot of needs to be met, especially if you need to get up to go to work and you, you need to do lots of other things that we've, you know, above mentioned in, in, in terms of this modern living now. We don't, we don't just now get to just be mothers. You know, there seems to be other layers nowadays. Not always, but, you know, um, they're all full-time jobs, so, so be, be kind to yourself. If I could just delve back a little bit into the difference, um, just because I'm curious here, the mm-hmm. difference between your mindset in the births, I mean, they're obviously such different outcomes. Was it education or was it determination that you think sep- like was the distinctive or maybe something else that I'm not picking up on between Mackenzie's uh-huh. and then like what was it? Because you basically, you'd had an awful experience and then it was like, well, I'm going to do it at home, can't be worse. And was it that you knew what you were in for or was it just sheer determination because of um, wanting to get it, I don't know, in inverted commas, right? I don't know if that's something that was, th- what was the difference? Because I think, you know, there are a lot yeah. of feedback mums out there listening or people who were not satisfied with their second that are in that same headspace as you were that just want it completely different outcome what do you think it was um I'll, I'll go back a little and 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 share share um which I which I don't share share a lot maybe in personal story if people particularly ask me but Mackenzie's uh, birth ended up being a, a forceps delivery so I actually didn't get to deliver her because I was so exhausted so like um so, so she was eight days overdue. I went into labor at 11 p.m. I don't advise it, everybody, because you're already tired. <laughs> uh, so, and then she arrived. So that was a Thursday night. She arrived Saturday morning in the wee hours. Um, so I was exhausted. Um, and they, I didn't take any drugs until about 24 hours into labor. And they gave me an epidural by that stage. I for pethidine first, which completely silenced me which I found incredibly frustrating at that time because I couldn't then communicate. So I was scared, couldn't communicate it and exhausted as well. Um, then um, an epidural and it, and it went down that way, which is not, I suppose, uncommon for some, some first births. And you would probably know more, cares about stats on that and those sorts of things. So that um, I... Her, and then postnatally in recovery, it was very, very difficult. I couldn't sit for three or four months. I, um, whilst had you know plenty of breast milk and all the rest of it, and loved her dearly. I, I was in quite a bit of pain, mm-hmm. and um, and I, po- I, I, I remember waking every night with 
like a post-traumatic stress uh, in a cold sweat if I did, in fact, get to drop off to sleep much. So um, I was quite unwell. So then I uh, didn't delight in her any less and she was very loved. By, she was the first grandchild on both sides of the family. We were in her 20s, so she was the first baby around around us as well. So she was very, very cared for. Um, and when I got pregnant um, whilst fully breastfeeding her, when she was 12 months old, I I was I, I had made that decision not to go back into hospital out of fear, yeah. out of fear. Yeah. And um, then... I did consider a home birth with her but didn't decide on it thinking that um, I don't know how this outcome is going to be or or how I'll deliver so I'll play it safe and be in hospital. So none of it turned out as I wished except we got a healthy girl. Then um, uh, so it was out of fear that I chose a home birth. I chose a very experienced midwife. And had, so sort of she cared for or we had a shared care with an obstetrician who birthed his own seven children. Um, I'm sure he's known to you as well as, as would be the midwife. And I was scared the whole pregnancy that it, that it still wasn't going to be as, as I so chose. Um, I probably did know that I could easily breastfeed. That much I did know, Kaz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that much and everybody, I did know that. So um, and then when labour started... I had a dream that he would be born on my sister's birthday and it would be a girl. And I got the dream half right. So I rang my, <laughs> I rang my sister uh, at 6 a.m. and she came and she was there for the birth. Um, and then the still during that, that the phase of delivering, I never had done that part of the labour before. So... Um, I didn't know that I could do it and I, I still took two hours to find a position to push him out. He was eight pounds, which is I'm not a large person, so that was quite, I thought, quite a size baby for me. And um, we got, got him in the end and my, my need to see him and, and be with him straight away was much more relaxed than it was with my daughter. I was much more fear-based. So it was a very, very different outcome in those initial stages as well. Um, I was sure, and I kept on saying, I didn't know I could do it. I didn't know I could do it. I didn't know I could do it. Um, great midwife, you know, when you want to see coaches at their best, midwives, they're the guns, you know. And she, uh, she said, well, you didn't, you hadn't done it before, so you didn't know you could do it. So uh, I felt, incre- I, I felt like a rock star. And I do have a, a friend who, who, whom I, I could also hook you up with, who, who, who has a whole uh, company called uh, Rockstar Births, um, however you, you know, want them to be, who, whom I've written for as well. So I couldn't believe how amazing a birth could be um, after having so, uh, one that was so, so terribly, um, uh, I suppose, uh, painful and disappointing and hard and and yeah so so I would I would hope that people would consider trying to have such a beautiful birth Uh, of course it's incredibly personal but um talk to people who've had great births too not just the ones who've had um nightmares (laughs) um because 
they it is possible um and I sat up immediately after he was born and I I filled out I chose his name and I filled out the forms and I like I said got back to the gym in a couple of days you know responsibly of course led by my own programs um and started getting fit and fabulous again uh, because I felt so well and I literally for days just thought I can't believe how good I feel yeah Mm -hmm. I must I must say Kaz I didn't go back for a third. <laughs> well, that's a whole—that's a whole other thing, you know. Manage, you know, it's not just the birth and the pregnancy; Reality. it's also the you know sharing yourself between three, right, and your partner. So, yeah. I'd love to hear um, the best advice that you ever received. Um, in and around mothering. Anything, but yeah, probably mothering. Yeah, yeah. So, probably well. Look, you know, and it sounds cliche, but um, do what feels right for you. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that I I believe that um, that people have a, a, you know, fabulous, um, you know, if they have, if they are a a, a loud space for connection, they actually know what to do. Um, You know, we all love our babies. We want to do the best, but that's best for them. Um, But a lot of what is very strong messaging is fear-based and um, and unfortunately, um, and Anthony Robbins uh, says this and I heard it most recently, is that, is that our brain is designed to survive, not thrive because, you know, it, it told us to run away from a tiger or, you know, um, all the rest of it and those innate things are very, very strong. But it, it, so, it, so your brain kind of goes, his, his story is your brain kind of goes to the negative. So if, um, you know, if the strongest messages of what you, you are seeing are quite fear-based and negative in and around how to birth or have children or what to do with them, how to care for them, um, then go a little bit deeper with that and talk to grandmothers and talk to mothers that have, that have had uh, terrific births where often less is more. And I suppose that there's another quote, you know, often less is more. Um, you know, keep the babies in close because that's where they want to be and um, they don't really need much at all. But, um, but you being incredibly healthy is what they do need for sure. Yeah, in body and mind as well, of course. That yeah, that's it. And and so when the chips are down, when you are tired, when you are completely depleted physically, when the chips are down, do make sure that you call in, you know, sort of positive reinforcement and great podcasts like Kaz's and and um, good information from from people whom are really positive and healthy, not from the so-called experts that perhaps haven't done it before or or um, those sorts of things. You know what I mean? Does that? Oh, yeah, the that... best experts in parenting that haven't had kids, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the armchair parent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, and, and if you could share some invaluable resources that have helped you in your journey, whether they be um, websites or books or, or anything else. For sure, for sure. Look, you know, a friend of mine who, who might, uh, we had our first babies um, at the same time is Dr. Jennifer Barham Floriani, yeah. yeah. who's written Well Adjusted Babies. And that is um, a very, very different to perhaps, you know, something that that the mainstream is showing up with um, and, uh, you know, everything that I, I've written in there is something that I've, I suppose, intuitively done with, with, with my children. Um, that, that said, I keep things to really basic as well. So whilst there might be 
other, um, you know, there might be lots and lots of things that you can do in a natural way. Uh, I've kept it pretty basic as well. So going back to my programs, they're simple, uh, simple works. So to me, in my mind's eye, um, I, I do keep it simple, you know, things like, you know, my children went from breast to a cup, you know, there was no in-between this and that, so I didn't complicate stages, um, but that worked for me. And, um, but, uh, yeah, just, just uh, yeah, that, that is a fa- fabulous resource for, um, for people and also to, don't put yourself under pressure to, I must read all this before the baby arrives and I must know all this. You know, well, your baby. a Bible. I mean, that, that's how I always speak to. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It's a, about, it's a, you know, what to do, you know, when you're trying to get pregnant, are just pregnant, uh, you know, things that your partner can do in the birth, um, what foods to feed your baby and when. I mean, all the interventions it goes through. I mean, it's it's a, it's an amazing resource. And um, That's right. And going back and forward, back and forward as well, is that you don't, you know, when you're foggy and when you're tired, you're not going to remember things well. Don't worry. You know, don't worry. You can always go back and forward. And you know, I, I write, I write things down at all times. And I, I things that I want to drive home, um, I, I write them down. So do that. You know, don't don't rely on having to take in the content of anything. Um, you know, start to finish doesn't mean you care any less. Just means that you you you're going through stages. So don't jump ahead. You know, this is what I'll do when my child's eighteen months old. Well, you don't know that. Just just stay with, stay where in close, and st- yeah, stay exactly where you are because that's all your ba- baby actually needs you to be. Um, you know, and I, Great you know, with my- there. Great advice. Oh. Gold. Yeah. So, so one yeah. more question, of course, um, and um, this is this is one of my favourite questions. Um, <laughs> how can people best get in touch with you and find out more about your services, all your programs and website, and anything you'd love to share with the listeners? I'd love to hear it all because you've got some great things going on. Great, thank you. Yeah, so I um, I'm Melbourne based. I look after women around the world uh, online. So there, uh, the easiest way to get in touch with me is you can Google Linda Morrison, spelt basic L-I-N-D-A-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N, Linda Morrison. I should come up the first few pages of Google. I'm not a Canadian folk singer. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the trainer, so she seems to be the only other one. But um, my email is linda at... Are you dot com? I'm dot com dot au. Okay. She has dot com. Gotcha. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, easy. so... Yeah, so linda at lindamorrison.com.au, Facebook the same, Um, my catch cries live love exercise, you'll see that in different places as well, Um, YouTube channel, there's loads of video there to help with practical uh, solutions to um, modern living and getting healthier. So there's sort of two, three-minute videos because we like bike sizes when we're busy um, of you seeing me speak to, to camera and doing different things to help um, you forward. I have a very, very well-performing pelvic floor exercise video um, and I think it's so well-performing is that I don't medicalise what is uh, another muscle group uh, and it is really popular. So uh, that is also on my YouTube channel. You'll see that come up. So that um, I think it's called Two Simple Exercises for Great Pelvic Floor Strength. I've got a book to help with pelvic floor strength, seeing as we're talking in, in this um, 
uh, time, though it's important throughout. Um, the other you know, the thing about pelvic floor is that's not necessary pregnancy or birth that puts it under challenge. It's years of being 10, 20, 30 kilos overweight um, as well. So that's clients that I look after too. And then, you know, my programs, my transformations are all online um, as, as well. So, so if you want an outcome-based simple program that's going to get you, you know, from stuck to feeling much more confident about your body of health, then that's me. Thank you so much, Linda. It's, uh, it's been an amazing episode. Really, we've touched on a lot of different things and, um, and, and lots of gold as well. Um, thanks for reaching out and, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Oh, thank, thank, you. thank you so much for ha- having me, um, Kaz, and everybody for, li- for listening. And I must say that um, uh, I, I haven't shared that, those birth stories all that considerably, and especially not on a forum like this. So, thank you for opening um, up. I mean, yeah, thank you for feeling safe to do that as well. Oh, thank you. And I, I will say too is that it is a personal journey. So it, it, I suppose, therefore, you've now seen that it does take years to be able to uh, talk about it as well. Because, um, and not that it, you know, I've kept it a secret, so so to speak. But um, there's a place in time. Don't, yeah, don't feel that you've failed. It's just it is what it is. If everyone's really survived, <laughs> then then really, uh, uh, you know, sometimes it's 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 tough going. But then, you know, on the flip side, I, I got the gift of um, a second birth being incredibly empowering. So, um, you know, best wishes to to all on this gorgeous journey. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kev. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.